I see what I'm you so, did there. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, 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 I'm a clever, I'm a clever sausage. Ow. But then you hit record and you're out the door anyway. Our whole relationship is a CD skipping away. Crush on Ray. Welcome to season two of Crush on Radio. <laughs> ah, yes, we've grown up. We've matured slightly. For certain values of uh, maturation, I suppose. <sighs> yes. So, um, yeah. So, uh, for season two, we are keeping it shorter. This we is our resolution. We are keeping it focused, and I've also I'm also doing this on a new computer, so we should be able to record better and get the everything out faster. Cool. And I'm also on a new computer too, for whatever that's worth. Which I'm is still not on the much. same computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get your little dinky 13 inch screen, huh? <laughs> Mine's a 15 inch screen. Thank you very much. Oh, I thought you had a 13 inch. Uh, no, 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 no. This is a uh, 2009 15 inch MacBook Pro. Oh, okay then. Why did I think it's 13? I'm sorry. I have no idea. It's okay. It's, uh, yeah, I put, I upgraded the RAM a couple months ago. Um, I'm hoping it lasts until the MacBook Airs have retina displays. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to upgrade the RAM in this. I think I will because I tried doing some like 3D gaming for the first time in like a decade. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, I'm actually finally using virtual memory for a change. <laughs> but this isn't Crush on Gaming, this is Crush on Radio. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, debut records, our favorites. And, uh, hmm, how do we want to start this? Who wants to start? Don't know. Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, that reminds me, I should set, like, a timer for us. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to, to let the listeners know we're trying to keep it to an hour. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. 60 minutes. Or, six, yeah. Um, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> so, um, I guess I'll start because Do it. you guys can't decide. Do it. Useless. <laughs> um, the reason I picked my uh, debut album was to, just to finally force Andrew's hand here. Um, my pick this week is the debut album by Devo, titled Q, Are We Not Men? A, We Are Devo. And... You know, every track on this is essential and classic, but I figured I'd go with uh, a sort of a quick shallow tap into what the record's about. Uh, Devo's cover of I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Let's hear a little of that now. And the reason I picked Satisfaction is that I think it's basically uh, 
Devo in a nutshell there. I mean, Jocko Homo is their mission statement, as it were, but Satisfaction is just... It's it's mindlessly my favorite cover song. It's It, it feels more honest than the original because... Well, who do you think is going to have a harder time getting Satisfaction? Mick Jagger, who, even when that song came out, was already the front man for one of the most successful rock bands of the 60s? Or Mark Mothersbaugh, some dork with Coke bottle glasses wearing a yellow radiation suit? Nice. <laughs> so, uh, but it's also just... A perfect example of the Devo sonic ethos, as it were. Very stripped down, very stiff, and ladies. Hey, this is there is a this is a band that actually has a song called "Be Stiff." So yes, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget. Let's go back, flash back to season one, episode one. I was telling uh, about the experience of watching Devo and Saturday Night Live performing Satisfaction, and also Jocko Homo, and just like, oh my god. So it it broke my brain and hopefully well I know Matt where Matt stands on it but hopefully it, it hopefully this was an easier time than uh, Matt's live album pick. Yeah, so remind me what uh, I've I've blocked this off from my my memory the first time uh Devo was one of your picks and what was that? I still ha- I didn't delete it out of my library but it was it the the Mongoloid Years live album? Yeah, yes. yeah. And that was I also have Freedom of Choice in here. Uh yeah, and I As remember that the yeah, <laughs> I remember that the the, the live album was uh, difficult, shall we say? <laughs> um, but I have to say that this record was considerably more enjoyable than the live album. And this is why was the because I know that when Matt picked the the Mongoloid years, Rich was like, "Oh, why would you do that to him?" And why remind me why that is? Is it because it's a very early? raw record or something like that yeah yeah it's very very early like that's it, you know prior to uh the stuff on cue and it's very it, it it's back when they were more about um pissing off the audience <laughs> i see and and as it turns out i really like you know pissing off the audience so mm-hmm. i see <laughs> so yeah so this was before the mongoloid years was before even their debut record then right Right. Okay. So similar to Primus's "Suck on This" before Frizzle Fry came out. Got it. It's right. Like right. Right. Um, right. So I have to say that uh, "Are We Not Men" was much or uh, much easier to digest than than the live album. I found the music. I I like the music actually quite a bit uh, this go around, and it it did have that sort of uh, new wave feel, which I am generally a fan of. I think the thing that hangs me up about the Devo is the the vocal delivery and that sort of it really is I mean uh, Dare to be Stupid is Weird Al's Devo parody but it really is that sort of Dare to be Stupid style of vocal delivery um, and that kind of can go back and forth it can go either way for me between enjoyable and kind of annoying um, and gimmicky but I will say that this was definitely a, a step closer to appreciating Devo and um I was grooving to a couple of tracks, so I'm happy to say that my ears were not bleeding. <laughs> I'll consider that a success. That is a success. <clears throat> yeah, maybe um, like uh, "Oh No" might be a good good next stop. Uh, "Oh No, It's Devo," just because that's that's a little bit less of the barky type of vocal that mm. er- early Devo would do. Yeah. Uh, and it's like it is one of my favorite Devo records too, even though it's like their fifth album. It's like one where it's like they were still really, really good. 
Well, that that depends on who you ask, and if you ask me, it's it's also very good. But uh, but uh, a lot, it's one of there's this certain weird disconnect among Devo fans as to where Devo started to suck. Mm-hmm. I think we might have had this discussion when we talked about Mongoloid years too, but. Yeah, you know, there's some people who say everything after Freedom of Choice was terrible, and you should listen to Freedom of Choice before Oh No anyway. Um, there are some people who say everything after New Traditionalist or after Oh No. And then there are some people who think that everything after Q Are We Not Men sucks, but we don't listen to them. <laughs> yeah, because they're dumb. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you've got Freedom of Choice, give that a listen. I mean, that's the one that has their most famous songs on it. Then you can go to Oh No and New Traditionalist and Duty Now and and the new album, uh, something for everybody. And then, if you yeah. really feel compelled, you can go back and listen to uh, "Shout Total Devo" and "Smooth Noodle Maps." But I, even speaking I, as a fan of two out of those three, I freely admit that those are optional bonus albums. Yeah, yeah, I I actually like "Shout" quite a bit, honestly. I got to say, yeah, "Shout"'s okay. I actually really like "Smooth Noodle Maps" for some reason. I kind of have a soft spot for that one too, for whatever weird reason. But you know, I. T- and I total. have a, I ha- half of total is okay. Half of total is total crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like basically about like the stuff that was on the 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 that demo thingy that they recorded that was on the end of uh, Recombo DNA. That's most of the good stuff on total. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like Mantran Inside Out, which I really like too. Yeah. Well, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I guess I I didn't actually say anything about Q, but I I love this record. Duh. <laughs> I don't and know if I really have anything to say that I haven't said over the past, you know, most of season one. So it it's it's a good record. You should have it. <laughs> Was it originally released with the the live side and the the studio side? No, no. The no. the live stuff was uh, recorded in two thousand and eight. Or uh-huh. two, no, two thousand nine. Um, that was recorded at all tomorrow's parties. Uh, they they someone brought in Devo and had said, "Hey guys, you should perform the entire first album." And they're like, uh, "Wow, we've never done that before." Okay, gotcha. And the uh, Ultra Devo Lux edition of Are We Not Men and Freedom of Choice has a live DVD of that show, which is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they went all out. They uh, basically recreated their stage show from that period. Uh, costumes, including the 3D glasses. No, no, wait, they didn't have the 3D glasses for that performance. But uh, uh, they covered the stage in plastic, sh- black plastic sheeting. They had like very low tech lighting. Um, you know, Bob too dyed his hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they just. You know, tried their damnedest to make it feel and feel like a show from 1978 again, and it was honestly mind blowing to watch the DVD, and it was even more mind blowing to be there and see them do it uh, later that year when they did the tour of their first album and their third album, the Two Night Stand thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and the cool thing too is like they did the same thing with Freedom, the Freedom of Choice Night, where they had it. I mean, it was a lower tech version of the Freedom of Choice tour just because it was, you know, they they were flush with Whippet cash for that one. But but it still looked and they had like the uh, oh, they had a, a bunch of screen screens that had lights and stuff. And it was really cool. Yeah, I just woke up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, they, they even brought back all the stage choreography and stuff. Uh, I threw in a, in the show notes a couple lot video links of uh, found the uh, performances from Saturday Night Live. They're going to be in there. Uh, the I Can't Get No Satisfaction music video. And a video of them performing Jocko Homo at Irving Plaza in 2009 when I was there. So, yeah, check those out. Because they are a very visual band and you really need to see the video, see them perform to uh, really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. Mm-mm. And it helps that they're like a super tight live act, act too. I mean, they are amazing. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a video floating around of them on uh, Don Kirshner's rock concert. Uh, uh, two performances, uh, from seventy nine, one from seventy nine, and one from nineteen eighty. And the seventy nine performance, they do like four songs, and it is like intense. It is the fastest version of Uncontrollable Urge that I've ever seen, and it is you know tight as a uh, tight as a as tight can be. I was trying to think of a good non dirty euphemism, and I failed. <laughs> yeah, non dirty metaphor. Sorry, something. Mm. Is Devo all caps? Yes. Officially, yes. I just fixed that. iTunes was freaking out on me, though. It did that thing where it separated the first track into a new album. Oh, I uh, hate it when it does what that. What are you doing? When yeah, would that yeah. ever be the case? The only way to fix that is like go in, select both of them, uncheck album artist so it goes blank, and then re put the album artist tag in again. Yeah, that's what yeah. I did. Oh. God. <laughs> killing me, Apple. Killing me. You're killing me. Speaking of uh, weird iTunes glitches, is I, I was going to ask if this was just me or if y'all had uh, had trouble with that too, but like really short tracks, like stuff that's like maybe like say uh, 10 seconds long or so, sometimes doesn't actually, when you play it, it doesn't count as being played. I have no idea. Yeah, I can't well, really say because I don't, do much with play counts in mm-hmm. iTunes. I kind of just let Last FM handle all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure. Okay, because yeah, I, I like I like we were talking about on the iTunes show. I do a I have a lot of weird uh, last played based playlists, and for whatever reason, the really really short stuff does not trigger it, and it's sort of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, speaking of of iTunes and media management and stuff, uh, I'm going to plug the latest episode of Back to Work, which is all about um, iTunes and iTunes Match and stuff. And they're going to be doing like a three-part series, of which that was part one. Next one's all on like uh, tagging and stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that one with uh, bated breath because I want to see where Merlin stands on the use of sort tags. What's a sort tag? Sort tag. Sort tag. What's a sort tag? Oh, it's the way that I have everything show up last name first. Oh, yeah, that's twisted. <laughs> We're not going into this argument again. We have an hour we have an hour limit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where would you put Dave Matthews band? I it, it using Rich's thing. That would be I would, in your library, but Yeah. Using if I were doing it last name first, which I don't because I'm not crazy like Rich is, I would. Uh, <laughs> You're crazy in a I, different way. Yeah, I would put him under Matthews. Hmm. I think that, I would that too. That that's actually what we do at work. Uh, is like uh for because we use uh for our scheduling software we use what's called keywords, which is basically the same kind of thing except that since we have to worry about you know 
scheduling artists not back to back or or in the same hour or whatever. You know, so it'll look at keywords and go like, oh, two two of the same keyword, no way. So what we do is we just like uh, strip the anything that's like you know the so and so band. Mm, pardon, we just strip off the band. So like all the DMB stuff is Matthews, comma Dave. So mm. I, I I hope that's not a proprietary information. I hope that they don't fire me for revealing that secret. <laughs> I hope so too. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, don't don't like you listeners out there don't don't start uh you know competing you know radio company okay based off of that that little nugget of uh proprietary information remove fan from name step three profit (laughs) (laughs) i gotta get into the the smart playlists thing because apparently it's a revelation but like i did my uh I don't know. I haven't found like a good smart playlist that is really like enlightening. Like I just re-added the top 25 most played and it's pretty much just two long winters records and <laughs> a couple of other songs. <laughs> and I don't know how long can you see the play count for a single song? Yeah. Um, well, there's actually a column you can put oh. in um, going into my playlist now, uh, I've got like a few, I don't have a, I don't really, really use smart playlist that much. Mm. Okay. Top 25 most played. Um, Here we go. okay. Right click on that column bar, you know, where it's at, like name, time, artist, blah, blah, blah. Yep, yep. Yep. And you scroll down, you should be able to see one that says plays. Yes. Well, my top 25 most played list is not organized by plays. It's organized by album. Well, if you oh, click, like- if you click <clears throat> the column, the test yeah. plays, so you can like sort it. Right. Hmm. It's weird because all of these, well, most of these songs are fairly recent additions to my library in terms of my entire iTunes career. Huh. And you would think that songs that are older in my library would be uh, would be in here more. But hindsight by the Long Winters is in number one with 106 plays. Oh. Wow. Which I, doesn't I, seem like a lot, does it? Or is that's that's a lot. That's a lot of plays. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, my my t- my top played song is two hundred fifty one plays. Mm-hmm. I'm not uh, gonna say what it is. <laughs> Let me. See. I don't know what my top played. Let me see how many. I'm. Mine is actually seventy. Oh, fifty three, which is uh, Palm Corner Yajna uh, by uh, the Mountain Goats. Because I I am not ashamed of liking the Mountain Goats. Like Rich apparently is ashamed of liking his song. Oh, I'll just. We already just get finished talking about the band. Uh, it's a song by Devo, What We Do, off their oh, album. That's a uh, great yes, Devo. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, we're, we're 20 minutes in. We should probably switch to the next song, next album. <laughs> all right. <laughs> good chunk. Andrew, go. Yes, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so my pick this week is a follow-up of sorts from one of my picks from the Best of 2012 show. And this is an album called Poetry in Airplanes by an artist whose name I still don't know how to pronounce, but I'm going to say Titor, uh, T-E-I-T-U-R. He is a Faroese, I don't know if you say that's how you say that, um, singer-songwriter. And this is his debut album from 2003. And the song that I picked, the whole album is quite lovely, but the, the song that I picked is one of my favorite songs, and that is Rough Around the Edges, which we can play now. It's okay. I'm alright Just a little rough around the edges of this life Play 
get cool You can always follow Breadcrumbs in a line when you are lost Little, little seeds grew into troubled trees Sorry, sorry Faroese? What's... Faroese? I don't know if you, that's how you say it. If you go to a... If you Wikipedia him, it's F-A-R-O-E-S-E, which I believe is the Faroe Islands. Yeah, the Faroe Islands. Oh, oh okay. Huh. I, yeah, it's like, I, I, that was all like, that's a thing I don't know where he's from. <laughs> so I'm they sorry. Are, <laughs> the Faroese or Faroe Islanders are a Germanic ethnic group native to the Faroe Islands. The Faroese are a mix of Norse and Gaelic origins. <clears throat> which is pretty cool crush on anthropology <laughs> so um so this uh this is a record that i discovered i believe when i was in college but this was a record that i was listening to my sophomore year i believe and i thought it would be a good pick because last week um i picked uh god i have so many things to tell you from his latest album which came out in 2012 which is called let the dog drive home and um, you guys seem to like that record. And I know Rich in particular was looking for more of this sort of music. So I figured, why the hell not? And uh, Good as reason as any. Yep. <laughs> and the record as a whole is just wonderful. It's, um, it is very soft and very poetic and kind of um, whimsical and romantic. Uh, but it's great. He's um, quite a songwriter. And um, it always amazes me when an, one individual can create an entire album of these little musical gems of sorts. Um, I don't know. I just, I just love it. It's one of my favorite um, favorite albums. It's a very it's a comforting record. Rough, Rough Around the Edges in particular is one of my uh, uplifting songs, especially the, the line that says, the corners of my frown have slowly turned around is one of my favorite lines. And uh, yeah, the whole the whole thing is lovely. So give me some feedback and that will help me say more. I see what I'm you did so, there. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, 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 I'm a clever, I'm a clever sausage. Ow. <laughs> um, I, I, I liked it. Okay, it's like it's kind of funny because I think like the uh, song from last time, the uh, "God, I Have So Much to Tell You," clicked more for me than most of the record. Hmm. Although "Rough Around the Itches" is a is a great song. I, I, I cannot deny that. Uh, I think for me, it's just that as an album, it's it kind of sounded kind of samey. Mm-hmm. Like I I, I kind of wish he had like a rave up in there or something, just because <laughs> it's all about the same tempo and everything, and it's just sort of it, it's I don't know it's it gets a little boring I think for me if just because it it, it is you know about you know forty minutes of kind of the same stuff. Yep. Um. But, but I think it's something that, like, where it's, and I think I've kind of talked about this before with other people, where it's like, just about any individual song would be awesome, mm-hmm. but but stacked all together, it's a little, it's a little much, I guess. Yeah. If that- I, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I think that, uh, I don't agree that it's boring, but I do agree that it is very even keeled through, yeah. uh, throughout and the whole. And boring life. might, oh, sorry, and boring might be the wrong word, too. It is very mellow. Like there's no, there aren't too many ups and downs. I mean, "You're the Ocean" is pretty probably the most upbeat track. 
Um, and it's still, you know, a very soft uh, song tonally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the thing for me is that I, I like it is like it is very the record is very uh, conducive to a certain mood. Um, and so like when I'm in that certain mood, like this is the record to go to because the entire album reflects uh, reflects that certain that certain mood so I can just put it on and and let it go. Uh, so, yeah, but I see uh, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wasn't quite as an I too wasn't enamored with this record as uh, the song from uh, Let the Dog Drive Home. And also, I think Let the Dog Drive Home has better cover art. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, like, this one's all like, oh, I'm murky walking through. The other one is like, cute dog in a car. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mentioned last week that the the album, the four major uh, studio albums are each kind of a different primary color, which is very cool, uh, especially given iTunes 11, some new color scheming thing. But yeah, I mean, this was 2003 and Let the Dog Drive Home was mathematics nine years later um and i think that i'm trying to think i think there is a a certain maturation in his songwriting although i don't think the the songs on poetry and airplanes are immature um and it's it's hard to describe because i think that let the dog drive home is still a you guys haven't heard that whole record in its entirety but i think that that record is still um very soft but i can see how there are more ups and downs kind of yeah. um, like there are some very quiet songs but there are also some not so quiet quiet songs i don't know well also too i think it's possible he matured better as a lyricist in those years because uh the one major problem i have with this one is just kind of the lyrics i mean they're okay they're serviceable lyrics it's just a little too much uh you know love songy um kind of uh stuff and I'm hoping, like, I still haven't listened to all of Let the Dog Drive Home, but I'm hoping that there's a little more variety in the in the, in the songwriting from a lyrical yeah. standpoint. Um, yeah, I think there is. <clears throat> well, that's good. I mean, everyone's got to start somewhere. I mean, this is, yeah. The, the thing with debut albums is, like, some really, like, punch you in the face and say, hey, you know, and let you know, like, wow, this is going to be someone who we have to watch, uh, that they're going to be great. And the other, some of them are more like, uh, you know, they show the signs of promise and that they're going to mature and get better over time. Yeah, I think that, you know, when you look at it, and again, his two, uh, his second and third records, Stay Under the Stars, which was 2006, and The Singer, which was 2008, I have not been able to uh, to get into this record, those records yet, and I haven't given them too many tries, and again, I, I bought Let the Dog Drive Home uh, just on a whim when I saw that it was out, but Poetry and Airplanes came out when he was 26, and so, you know, thinking that uh, he put this out when he was my age, um, I think it I think it is more in that sort of vein of this guy has some clearly has some talent and um, he should go on to do um, good things. I would be interested to see uh, how you guys feel about Let the Dog Drive Home as compared to the first record. Well, uh, we'll follow up with you on that uh, in when we do the next show. Yeah, we'll have to uh, have to do that. Um, hmm. Homework. Homework. Uh-huh. <clears throat> We've been going for half an hour here. Yeah. It's not bad. No, no. Um, I, th- I think it's time to maybe move on to the next record, Matt. And I picked uh, one of my all-time favorite bands for, like, very, very, very long time. Um, like, almost as long as I've been, like, a huge fan of Weird Al. They might be giants. And their first album, which is self-titled officially, but 
pretty much everybody calls it the pink album because the sleeve art is kind of pink and the back cover of the CD edition is is hot pink. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I the, the track I chose was like the you know and probably not the most original choice to go with, but what you're gonna do? And uh, I ended up with um, "Don't Let Start." So let's hear a little bit of that now. Start. This is the worst part The belief for all the world That you are my precious little girl But don't, don't, don't let's start I've got a weak heart And I don't get around How you get around Yeah, uh, I, like, honestly It's not my favorite They Might Be Giants album Like, uh, that one is probably Either their second album, Lincoln Or, uh, their fourth, uh, Apollo 18 Actually, no, no. It's John Henry. I'm lying. It's John Henry, their fifth. But it's a very, very strong debut. Um, and I, it, it's one where the, the thing that I like about that really early, they might be giants from, especially from like the first, you know, four records or so is that they are really pretty residence damaged. And it's sort of one that I didn't really realize, especially, but until I started hearing like the, well, the residents, but like, and then going back to like, you know, the first, couple records especially especially the first record and going like oh yeah because i mean you have you know stuff like uh chess piece face or uh rabid child but then you also have these really terrific pop songs too like uh puppet head or uh don't let start uh rhythm section one ad she's an angel um um uh i said puppet head didn't i yes yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I I I just woke up. <laughs> that's that's the theme of the show today. Is is Matt just woke up? <laughs> um, and we have a title. Yes. Um. But anyway, though, yeah, it's it, I I just think it's a really great record, really strong debut, and the album art is kind of cool too, because it's by Rodney Allen Green Greenblatt, who ended up uh, creating stuff like uh, Parappa the Rapper. And it's this, this like really cool drawing of this weird town that's like the road, like, and uh, some people think, call it the the toddler highway after the song. I don't know if it's necessarily supposed to be the toddler highway, but it it does involve them riding a big blue dog. So there you go. From my understanding, toddler highway was actually written about a real thing, like this Toys R Us store where they would like put toys out on the parking lot for kids to play with on like some Sunday morning or something when they got the new toys. Right, 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 and yeah, and it's like all yeah, it is a real thing. But I think I think the cover might be like an uh, an artistic tr- interpretation of that, and I, I I don't know. I just want to go to Truth or Sandwiches. I vote for sandwiches. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh, I love the heck out of this record as 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 you do because it's they might be giants and they really they they can I can't say they can do no wrong because uh dog walker on the last record last full length record because when does nanobots come out the or whatever they're calling the new one um nanobots yeah uh it comes out in March I think March seventh I want to say um they they have there is an EP that's currently on Amazon and iTunes which has pardon three songs from the record uh call you mom uh black ops and um oh god damn it <laughs> that other song but anyway the point i'm trying to make is that at the, at the time of this recording the previous full the most recent full-length record was join us 
Yeah. Which and honestly, like, there's a I, I think is kind of a weak record, I have to say. Well, when it's really good, it's really good. When it's not really good, it's really bad. Yeah, yeah. But I'm really excited for for nanobots because like the the three songs that have been released and I think there might be like one or two that they they've done live that are on YouTube are all like really, really, really strong. And I think the arrangements and productions are better than they were on Join Us, which just sounded kind of flat and weird to me for the most part. Uh, I, I had my review of Join Us written up, and I, am, I, well, yeah. I, I it's grown on me a bit since then. But yeah, so, the, the bad songs are terrible. I don't know what they were thinking when they wrote You Don't Like Me, but I don't like You Don't Like Me. Anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about that album. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 debut, the pink album, is just pretty solidly amazing, top to bottom, inside out, start to finish. Um, and Don't Let Start is just, it's a great song. And the music video is wonderfully weird, too. Yes. In fact, I just saw, I saw on the, uh, on the Tumblr that, uh, was that Quinn, your girlfriend, uh, went to the old New York State Pavilion? Oh, yeah, 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 where they did the Anna Ang video. No, I thought that was the Don't Let Start video. Oh, no, 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 it was the Don't Let Start video. I'm sorry, I woke up. I'm s- <laughs> fucking hell, man. I am just completely fucking out of it today. I'm sorry. But yes, you're right, the Don't Let Start video. I was thinking of the um, the the towers with the donut thingies on there um, that are in, in her pictures, too, are um, uh, on the sleeve of the Anna Ang, uh, uh, Anna Ang um picture sleeve for the single you're forgiven <laughs> and of course it is inside the 64 world's fair which is mentioned in anna ang so there you go you should get that all confused and the anna ang venue does have that weird like i think it's supposed to be a firefighter's training course you're right yeah yeah hi we're nerds <laughs> hello there <laughs> So yeah, uh, highly recommended. Uh, as as with basically anything that they might be giants touch. Indeed. <clears throat> Can I tell you what I thought? <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. So <laughs> this is nerd music for nerds. <laughs> um, they might be giants. I have had virtually no exposure to. The only thing that I knew about them was that there was a girl in my high school that really liked they might be giants. And for some reason, I thought they were a ska band. I don't know if that's applicable at all. Not not really, no. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I was thinking of her. No, I think I was thinking. I think she liked They Might Be Giants and the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I think that's what ah. she was talking about. But anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, I had no preconceived. Well, I did have preconceived notions, but that's all I had about They Might Be Giants. And so uh, whatever I was expecting, this was not it. And mm. I feel like it. this was... They Might Be Giants is the band that I know nothing about but hear about all the time. Like, everyone talks about They Might Be Giants um, on the internet anyway. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And I'm very uh, excited that I enjoyed it because I thought I was, I kind of felt like I was missing out on, on something because what I thought they were didn't sound like I was interested. I would be interested in that, but apparently everybody loves them. But so this record was um, quite nice. And I really liked. Uh, don't let's start and everything right is wrong again and hideaway folk family and stuff. And I totally got that residence influence in the, uh, some of the later tracks, which kind of weirded me out because I was like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> and I didn't know if I was accurate or not in my 
recognition of that. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, this was my first exposure really to listening to a They Might Be Giants album, but it was, it was really good. And I was, uh, I had some songs in my head when I woke up this morning, um, which cool. is a, one of the clearest, <laughs> one of my strongest endorsements. Um, right. they, they are good at the earworm. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I, I think I was thinking, anticipating more of like a, a punkish sort of, sort of thing. And I don't know what genre you guys would classify them as, but it was, um, what I heard was not what I was expecting. And, but what I did hear was much more pleasing than what I was anticipating. Um, they might be giants are one of those bands that are kind of like difficult to quantify in terms of genre. I don't know about how you guys handle your genre tags, but they're just under alternative format because I don't ignore the genre tag completely. Yeah. I I do very little with the genre tag. I, I initially was going to set, up genre tags for smart plays, but I have such a huge library, I abandoned that pretty quick. But I think I had Avant Pop for uh, TMBG. Mm. I'm uh, Merlin is has promised to talk about genre tags in one of the upcoming episodes about iTunes management. So I'm looking forward to that. He's, I think he's going to talk about the uh, the Music Brains thing, mm. which I've downloaded but have not really used. Yeah, I've, I've poked around with it. It, it fixed. Um, my Neil Young, but it ultimately, uh, really, it really fucked up this album I had by a band called Crash Course in Science. So it's it's hit or miss. Yeah, I I basically use it if I have you know if I've gotten something that's com- like where the tags are completely fucked up, and I'll you know I'll I'll, I'll attempt to use that and and see how it goes. <laughs> but it, it really is kind of up in the air. Yeah. Um. Back to uh, they might be giants. Uh, if you dug this one, basically just like go through their whole discography chronologically. I guess if you honestly feel the need to skip ahead, skip to uh, Flood, which is their third album. Third album. Yeah, yeah, third, and that's the the big one, the one that has like a birdhouse in your soul, Istanbul, not Constantinople. Uh, Particle, Particle Man. Man. If uh, you the, if you grew up on uh, song. Tine Tunes, <laughs> yeah, their self titled song. Um, goodness. Uh, your racist friend. Someone keeps moving my chair. Oh God, there's so many great songs on there. Mm-hmm. Theme uh, from Flood. <laughs> yep. I mean, there's 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 nothing bad on Flood. Huh. I'll probably look into that immediately. I'm a little uh trying to get my bearings here because Matt shared um the what is this called? The, oh, then the earlier years. Yes, the compilation, which I guess is their first two albums. First two albums plus B sides plus rarities. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So. I have no idea what's going on. Um, <laughs> and, it replaces, and it replaces the uh, album version of Don't Let's Start with the single mix. Oh, and I think the same thing for um, Hotel Detective, too, I think. Mm. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. In I any case, know. in any case, uh, I've got like the, the standard version of the album and uh, standard version of Lincoln. But I should get like just I know there's like the comp- collections of just like the, the bonus tracks from those two from that collection. Was it Giants Jubilee and something and Mitathon? Mitathon. Yeah, I should just go pick those up because I actually don't have those. But there's some overlap there with um, Miscellaneous T. Yeah, which which annoys me. <laughs> I mean, I've got already got this. I I, I got to duplicate things if I get that. <laughs> yeah, it's one where I because I I mean I have you know all of them and you know of course both the standalones of uh pink and lincoln rip but i figured i i figured more was more so mm. am i missing track 20 
on the early years compilation? Uh, let me double check. Uh, then the earlier years. So I've got rhythm section want add, and then it goes. That's nineteen, and then it goes to twenty-one when it rains and snows. Oh, oh, um, for whatever dumbass. Oh wait, no, that's weird. Maybe I, I did fuck up. I'm sorry. I'll. Sorry. Oh no, there it is. Uh, we're the replacements for some reason. Um, it drops at the bottom of like it's. Like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, it's probably uh, missing a. It's probably either has a disc number tag or it's missing a disc number tag. Oh, it's it missing. It has no disc number tag. Yeah. Okay. So I guess this go. would be one of two. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> one of two. And how many tracks are on disc one? Uh, thirty-six. Thirty-six. Get over there. There we go. Ah, that feels better. Yay! And what are these? Are there three tracks at the end here that are not numbered? Yeah, those are duplicates. Um, I'm actually going to delete those now, and you can do the same. Wow. <laughs> Shameful, uh, man. I know, you, I know. You I, need to listen to uh, Merlin on Back to Work <laughs> for the next couple weeks. I think what it is is because these are, like, really old MP3s. Like, for a, a while back when I was in college, I was, like, trying to do a consolidation thing where I would, like, do, like, some. sometimes it would be, like, the the best tracks, which are, you know... There, those were a few tracks that I love on, you know, then, or, you know, or choosing like the best version of a song that I had doubles of like versus like best ofs and whatever. And then I have, you know, when it ended up that space ended up being cheap, like it is now, it's like, oh, let's just do everything. Mm. So, so I think that's what, what happened there. Gotcha. No offense taken. (laughs) I'm wondering... I have all of my uh we got a couple minutes here. So um <laughs> I have all of my music on an external hard drive. I, and I'm wondering if that is still the way to go in the age of iTunes match. Because... I think you're asking two of the wrong people here because neither of us have uh neither of us can use iTunes match. Oh god. You're right. And that's <laughs> because your libraries are too big? Mine is, and I think Matt's is too. Yeah, and and I think too we both have a lot of like weird ass stuff that's probably not going to be on on there. Yeah, or is it that you can upload stuff too? I well, don't... it'll upload anything up... that's not on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to twenty five thousand songs, and I have far more than twenty five thousand songs that were not purchased on iTunes. Yeah, ditto. <laughs> I'm actually going through, and I'm I'm actually trying to sort of redeem myself, and I'm starting like I want to like buy like albums that I illegally downloaded and loved on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm, I just basically started that. I bought um, one of my albums of the year for last year, uh, R.I.P. by Actress. I mm-hmm. uh, just went and not only bought that and and replaced my illegal version with that, but also uh, bought the other two records he put out. And so I'm going to like slowly work my way through. By the end of the year, I'll probably have bought all my, not all of my illegally downloaded records, but most of my illegally downloaded records, and I might be able to use iTunes Match. Mm. or by then they'll have raised the limit. So I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll probably keep doing it anyway, because it's, it's, it's honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that like, <clears throat> that's one of the things that I, I try to do too, is like, like I know like shortly after the Laurie Anderson show, I, I ran out and bought a copy of big science, even though I, you had hooked me up with, you know, the whole thing, mm-hmm. oh, wait, but I didn't get to say? read the liner notes. So, 
Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I thought you meant you saw Laurie Anderson. No, you're talking about the show when we talked about Laurie Anderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't gotten to see her live yet or at all. I'm like, when did you see Laurie Anderson? How come I didn't know about this? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. When we when we talked about uh, Big Science, I, I went out and bought Big Science. Mm-hmm. Science. Science. Um, Wrong band. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm only at 15,000 songs in my library. And... um. But I'm kind of, because right now, to have access to my library, I have to be at my desk, because I don't bring my external hard drive with me anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but I don't like keeping music on my machine, really. So the solution that I've done now, which is working pretty well, and I probably shouldn't really worry about tampering with it until I need to, but um, I have an RDO subscription, which um, just the... What I think it's the cheapest one. Um, I forget how much it is, but it just allows me to use the desktop app. Um, and it's perfect for when I'm on my computer but away from my external hard drive uh, because I can still access pretty much anything I want without keeping anything on my machine. Um, so I don't know how you guys feel about the, the RDO and Spotify and stuff. I've t- I tried Spotify, but the I think the interface and the design was kind of a wreck. But RDO is very quite impressive i don't like paying for music i can't keep i'm kind of the same way and i will say this i have taken to at work um using uh have you guys tried songza no sounds familiar songza is this interesting kind of like uh radio slash curated playlist thingamabobber uh, which is that's is a place, but that's a, that's a very specific uh, technical term, by the way. Is um, it an iOS app? There is an iOS app. I use the. I think web I've downloaded app. that. <clears throat> uh, but like, like when you start go to the website, it gives you like this thing. Like it's Thursday morning, uh, Thursday late morning. Do you want music to work to without lyrics? Music to work to with lyrics. Music to do this. Music to do that. Or you can like plug in or like do a search for like a band or something, and it'll get, give you a playlist. Um, with that band and similar bands or themed playlists. Um, the other day I was listening to um, Fashion Forward Indie Electronic or something it was called. <laughs> I don't know. But it was a lot of good stuff, and I really should have paid better attention so I know what to to uh, to buy slash download. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it it's it's very good for that, for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's free, so I don't have to pay for music I'm not keeping, and you know it's it's good to have it work. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, one of the things I mean, I totally agree because I like I like owning my music too because it's not like you know our parents were able to hand down their music collection like in hard copy. Like we're, I mean, I don't know if we can bequeath an external hard drive to our kids. <laughs> um, full of MP3s and stuff. So there is something to be said for owning your music in some capacity. But um, yeah, the web version of RDO is is four ninety nine a month, and if you got and the unlimited, which is web and mobile, is ten bucks a month. So I mean, I get the argument of of paying for music that you don't technically own, but at the same time, like ten dollars a month is probably less that I spend on music in iTunes. Um, I don't know. That's, that's it's... the price of my gym membership, and I don't use that either. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm um, dumb. Yeah. I don't know. It's because uh, I like the I like the feeling of being um, 
Because with the external hard drive, you know, there's a feeling of being sort of tied down to it. Um, because in order to access your iTunes, you have to be at the same place your external hard drive is. Whereas, you know, as the cloud becomes more more prevalent, it's kind of nice to be able to pull anything you want, regardless of your location. Yeah. Um, well, until I get on the iTunes match, I just need to figure out how to make sure I can keep my my iPhone up to date with what I'm listening to. Right. And I've I've got we don't really have time, uh, but I'll give you like the the basic gist of it. Uh, I've got like. Uh, a smart playlist of everything I added in the last week, a uh, smart playlist of everything I added in the last two weeks, because sometimes I go in like binges, like when I got all that Frank Zappa recently, mm. and it was like, okay, you have as much, too much stuff in your two weeks than can fit on your uh, iPhone with the stuff you already have on there. <laughs> so, um, I keep a playlist called, um, oh, what's the actual name of it real quick? <laughs> iPhone Primary? And then I have iTunes, I'm sorry, iPhone rotation, which is like stuff that I put on there and take out as necessary, though I don't really keep that updated very very much. In fact, I just actually removed something from there now. I had uh, Animal Lover by the Resonance on there because of the thing we're doing at Kitty Sneezes. And now that's no longer going to be on my iPhone. <laughs> by the Enjoy. way, did you ch- did you check the uh, comments on Animal Lover? Yes. But we're um, apparently wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I I respect and understand their disagreement. <laughs> anyway, yeah I, yeah, I thought uh, Owen put it uh, was particularly uh, insightful too. So, but anyway, though that's neither here nor there. But I just thought it was like kind of cool, and it's sort of funny that like you know all three of us like hated the album, and then everyone else in the comments is like. Um, you guys are wrong. This is like the best residence album, and it's like, no. <laughs> I can understand why someone would like it. I can't understand why someone would think it's better than God in three persons, but again, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. We're trying to reduce the rat holes. <laughs> yeah. Get some decon. One thing that does kill me about the iTunes match is for some reason they took out the ability to delete songs off of the iPhone. Uh, I think that's back now. I think that's back with like uh, the recent uh, six point one or six point oh one. Tell you what, I'll, I'll check on mine. See if there's something I don't need on here. Do, 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 do. I'm pretty sure swipe to delete no longer works. Uh, no, I I just tried in the artist list, just swiping to delete, and it gave uh, the thing up. In the artist list, try it on yours. Yeah. I can't. I know how to swipe. I've been swiping for years, and I can't. And I'm doing it on the songs screen. It it it, it works. But you don't have iTunes Match turned on. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, if you have iTunes Match turned on, for some reason, they won't let you delete songs off of your device. Um, which, I don't know why. doesn't make any sense. And now I've got everything that I've ever downloaded is still on my phone, and I can't get it off when I want to rotate new stuff in. Mm. Uh, which is a drag. But I don't know. Anyway, we got to wrap up in a minute. But I just put a link uh, in the show notes to an article that I wrote over the summer about um, using RDO as a mobile music solution when I'm away from my external hard drive. Um, so there's that for anybody that's interested. It is very nice. I mean, the app itself, sometimes I listen to RDO even when I'm at my desk um, because I like a lot of the social features and you can, um, you know, look at different, I think Spot, I'm sure Spotify lets you do this too, but you can look at different people's playlists and, um, uh, Frank Camaro. I feel like I just mentioned him on the show, but I've, um, he's got some amazing 
amazing playlists and uh, you can see what other people are listening to and stuff. So it's very good when you're away from your own collection. Um, I highly recommend RDO. And for five bucks a month, um, it's great to have all of, not all of your music necessarily, but all, most of music in general accessible um, in a desktop app. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, you know, like, uh, uh, if they, 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 what they, they should do is they should release a, a version that works in car stereos and they could call it RDO Speedwagon. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Boom. If we had a Roderick on the line sound effect, that would be where we would stick it. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> and if you're not listening to Roderick on the line, shame on you. Yeah, what was the tweet they retweeted the other day? If you're not listening to Roderick on the line, I don't know what you're doing with your life or something like that. I don't know what you think you're doing. <sighs> Keep a small bag packed. Hope you have everything you need. I hope to God I have everything I need. Yeah. Matt, go listen to Roderick on the line. Okay. Um, all right. Roderick on uh, the line is like a fine wine. No, it's not. It's like a... A very sharp cheese. I don't know. It's something that you have to. <laughs> you have to. Uh, I know that for me, like I'm a big Merlin Man fan and a big John Roderick, and we can cut this out. But um, it took me, like, you have to get in, get into it slowly, sort of, because like a lot of times I have no idea what they're talking about, which is not a ringing endorsement. But I don't. <laughs> Sometimes they have like I feel like in the beginning, and Rich, I don't know if you have felt this way, but I feel like in the beginning they were being intentionally as obscure as possible. Um, whereas I feel like in later episodes, they have actually gotten to more practical sort of conversations about, you know, like the, when they talked about depression or, um, I don't know. Come on, it's, it's just cool like, hearing them talk and interact and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. John is a very opinionated man. He and is. he knows a lot about various weird things. Uh, we got to start wrapping this up. We're uh, just about to hit the, the hour mark. Literally 10 seconds. <laughs> Quick, tell us where we can find you on the internet. Go. Uh, AndrewMarvin.net and at AndrewMarvin on Twitter. Three, Kid two. Kitty Sneezes. Oh. <laughs> uh, KittySneezes.com and uh, Kitty Sneezes on the, the Tumblr and, and shit. <laughs> okay. Um, Sanspoint.com. Sanspoint on the Twitter and the AppNet and on the Last FM and uh, uh, WantaBreathMint.com is occasionally updated as well. I don't know. I've got some. I'm not sure if I'm going to stay on Tumblr much longer or the way things are gone. Um, that's it. And we are crushonradio.com. Crush on Radio on the Twitter. Crush on Radio on the iTunes. Uh, now that you can actually make it this far into the show, maybe you'll actually hear this and rate it and review it and uh, give it five stars. And a kitten. You should give it a kitten. Mm. And a hug. And, and an espresso. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys. Great talking to you. Um, have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye, my bones.